Hi, it's Anne-Marie. I hope you are well. Before we dive into today's show, which is an awesome show, it's an hour long, so take some time to take notes because everything that the guests are sharing today is all about video as well as live streaming, how they're using that so that you can start to implement live streaming and video in your business moving forward in 2020. I mean, I love podcasting and I think podcasting is fantastic to deepen engagement with your audience and how you're using that as building no like, and trust. But video and live streaming is so important too because there's nothing more powerful than watching someone live sharing content, sharing valuable information that you know is making an impact. So when you start to do that and integrate that as well as all of the other awesome ways that you're sharing your information, sharing your expertise to build your thought leadership, video and live streaming is certainly something that I recommend you all do. Now, if you're not yet connected with me over on LinkedIn or even some of the other platforms, but particularly LinkedIn, go ahead and do that. If we're not connected, Anne-Marie Cross, send me an invitation. Let me know that you heard me extend that invitation here on the podcast so that I can give you a special shout out and, and, and connect with you there. The reason is, is because now I am streaming all of my interviews live. So you'll be able to watch my guests, as well as, as as all of the panels that we continue to do in 2020. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And yes, I'm your host, Anne Cross, known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, today, as you can see, we have another awesome expert panel, and we have invited them on to talk about the trends in 2020 for video and live streaming, what they're doing, what they're recommending to their clients. And I think we need to know this because because video is just so powerful. So let me introduce the panel to you. Now, all the way from Perth, Australia, is Dal Bula. He is a strategic digital branding and marketing expert. He's the best-selling author and international speaker on digital strategy, on innovation, and he also has his own podcast. Now, joining us all the way from Ottawa in Canada is Elaine Lindsay. She has been on the show previously. We couldn't think of anyone better to uh, come back to the show and talk about live streaming. She's called the Digital Diva. She's a speaker, a futurist, and also a strategist. Now, joining us all the way from Edith Vale, Australia, is uh, Keith Keller. And of course, he is the Twitter video specialist. Now, video is a a must tool for videographers or for, for marketers around the world. Now, I don't know if you've heard of a website. Let me just share this on my screen here, guys, um, because I want to give them credit. Did a little bit of um, some 
Research Tech Jury. Now, listen to some of the things that they're saying, and I'd love you to, to join, um, you know, with things that you've seen as well. Now, videos on social media generate 1,200% more shares than texts and images. 96% of people said that they've watched and explained a video to learn more about a product or service. 80% of consumers prefer to watch live videos from a brand than read a blog. And what was another one that I wanted to share with you? More than one in five Facebook videos are live and they're watched three times longer than pre-recorded videos. Now, this is something to consider, isn't it, moving moving forward? Maybe we'll start with you, Elaine. What are you noticing um, in, in video? Are there changes that you've seen over the last you know, couple of years? that we need to know moving forward? Oh, the changes just keep coming. You know, as as uh, Keith knows, uh, I've been doing video since 2011, uh, since the inception of Hangouts through Zoom and Blab and Periscope and everything that's out there. And uh, this past year alone, the changes are fast and furious. And I have to say, um, you really have to be mindful of the platform you're on and use what they're offering you because no longer is it as easy or as useful to bring in like your YouTube videos to Facebook or, or LinkedIn or Twitter for that matter. They want you to use their platforms and their video bits and pieces because it makes it uh, better for them in the long run, thanks to their alg algorithms and what have you. So that's the biggest change that you're going to see and keep seeing. But the fact of, of what you said about video being so incredibly powerful, there is nothing that quite matches because video gives you everything except smell. Mm. Every sense you're touching on and that is super powerful. Yes, yes. Uh, Doyle, what are some of the things that you're noticing? I mean, you might have um, seen similar trends occurring that Elaine has just shared. Are there some other things that you've noticed when it comes to either video or live streaming? Well, I definitely see uh, an uptick in terms of the number of people who have sort of taken on taken it on board. Um, like I stream regularly on Facebook and the sort of the um, through BeLive.tv, I think it is. Um, but it, it there, the community is actually growing quite aggressively as well. So you see more and more people getting online, uh, providing, producing the videos and that sort of thing. In terms of uh, listening, I mean, I'm still kind of mixed on it. Like sometimes I will watch a video. Sometimes I won't, couldn't be bothered type thing. So I'm not sure if I'll, I'll be sort of the, the other side of the argument to say that I'm not sure that video has actually... Um, gone to the depths of, of what Facebook, for example, was expecting. Because before there used to be a, a ton of uptake in terms of people watching them, but I th I think significantly that has dropped over the last year. That doesn't mean that there's the overall trend to say, hey, video is really important, and I do highly recommend it because it does give you that extra uh, bit of contact uh, with your audience and that sort of thing. So it really sort of allows you, as Elaine was saying, you, you've got a lot of different... Um, um, ability to, to reach out and touch people with that type of thing. So overall, it, it is progressing. But I, I think that we're sort of in this this flux, perhaps it's an inflection point where 
yeah, video is there. It's great. There are there are a lot of people using it, but are there as many people sort of watching it? So mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. that just has a question to ponder. Yeah, yeah. Keith, um, oh yeah, Elaine, by all means. Can I just pop something in because he's absolutely right. And the, the one thing is about Facebook. Do you know that almost seventy percent of people that watch videos on Facebook do it with the sound off? Mm. Yes. Wow. So if you're not using captions, you are losing so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, Facebook, not my favorite place, as people who know me know. It's kind of the end of the train for me. But if that's where you're going to do your lives, if that's where you're going to sort of center your video stuff, then you need to make sure that you're covering all your bases. Yeah, it's interesting that you should say that. And I'd love to, um, we're going to pop to you, Keith, in a moment to see some of the trends that you are also sharing. But one of the things I think to pick up on what Elaine has just said, and, and I would love to see if you guys do this too. Sometimes if there is a video and I'm doing something, I'll just minimize the video and just allow the audio to play in the background. So I'm not actually watching something. I'm still listening to something, but it is provided in video format. Do any of you do that as well? Uh, yeah, all the time. Like that's part of it too, is you see a video and, and if it's, if it's a talking head video, you know, like we're doing kind of thing, then you might just sort of continue to scroll or continue to do stuff. Cause you can obviously hear it yes. uh, in the background as well. So it's a combination, but then I get to the point where it's like, Oh, I want to see what this person is actually doing here at this point so i'll actually go back and watch and the watch video yeah. as well so i think and that's sort of the flexibility that we have on this on these platforms is that it is sort of you can do anything you want you can watch it you can put it off to the side you can listen to it you know you can whatever it's it's a huge amount of flexibility here yeah the flexibility and we'll pass to you in a moment keith and talking about trends you've noticed there was a statistic or, or a report and i think i got that from you keith that was um, um identified it was picked up through some of the feedback from facebook and that they were saying that what has become far more apparent now is people want to watch it in their time on whatever device they want they choose to watch it so you know we found you know previously we might have said well everyone is watching from this device and everyone prefers to watch in this device it's quite quite mixed and it depends on people's choices when where and how and I must say I'm the same if I'm sitting in my computer I'll watch it on the big screen but if I'm out and about if I've got my phone with me which typically I do or my iPad I'll watch on either those devices so it's something to keep an, an eye you know kind of see our own consumer behavior and often that's mirrored in others Keith what are some of the things you're starting to see and the trends well, there's a, there's a couple of big trends which are picking up exactly on what's been said. First things first, uh, captions are absolutely imperative because we know that about 70% of people watch uh, videos on the train or whenever with the caption, with the sound off. So I found a really cool site called Otter, otter.ai, which does a fairly accurate job of doing the lot of the um, transcript of the video if you want to add it back. So when you're doing a live, well, you're doing it live and it's here and it's now and there's not much you can do about that. But when you repurpose it, which I'm noticing is a big trend as well, you can add the transcript, you can add graphics, you can cut it up, you can make it, you know, snippets. And so the, the big trend I'm noticing is first of all, people are repurposing things that some people just let it go and that's fine they get 12 views and that's they're happy with that but a lot of people just say look i'm going to re i'm going to reuse it i'm going to add captions back in i might focus on that graphic the thing i love about twitter is that videos are two minutes 
you know. Like, so in two minutes you can say a bit, but you don't have to ramble on. And if people want to know more, they can go to the longer stream. The, the other thing I'm noticing, and I don't know if I coined this phrase, but it's a phrase I'm using called multi-streaming. And here we are right now on live uh, on StreamYard, streaming simultaneously to Periscope, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And, you, and you're actually simultaneously <coughs> using two Facebook platforms, the page and the group. Mm. So in a way, we're in six places at once. Mm. Right? Periscope automatically sends the trip, uh, the feed to Twitter for you. So you're on Periscope and you're on Twitter. So the thing that's great about video that's undeniable from the, you know, the branding point of view is that you show up everywhere. Yes. But from the, but from the consumer's point of view, the really important thing to remember is that they're busy. So I've heard this other phrase called reclaiming. And what we mean by that is actually I'm cooking tonight's meal, but I can listen to that video while I'm cooking. In a way, it's like a podcast. I listened to our last podcast while I was mowing the lawn. I just had the video playing. I didn't watch the video. I had it in my pocket. I'm mowing the lawn, listening to us speaking. I'm still hearing it. Mm -hmm. But I, because it's a talking head, as Doyle said, a lot of the information is not in the visuals. But the advantage for the brand, me as a person, is that I suddenly have shown up in six places today. I need two hands to show you that. You know, I've shown, I've shown up in six places in one minute. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. could go into the city and this is my famous argument. I could go into the city and I could go to a meetup and there might be 20 people in the room and I've got to go into the city, which is an hour's journey and there's construction and there's noise and there's hay fever and there's people and there's crowds and there's, you know, all that sort of tumultuous stuff that happens in real life. There's traffic if you have to drive. Whereas I can turn my webcam on I've reached whoever's on the Periscope, whoever's on live, who's ever on YouTube. I've probably reached like collectively a thousand people in one second. It's a very compelling argument for live streaming. Yeah, absolutely. From the branding point of view, as long as you keep the client in mind. If it's just a talking head, they're probably going to minimise you. Mm. But that's okay. We've got to fit in with what they can do. Yeah. Is that, is that a fair comment? Yeah, absolutely. Elaine, I can see you. You're sitting there poised, ready to add to that. <laughs> yeah, because something that... that you know, nobody, nobody's talked about here yet. Nobody's even mentioned, which blows my mind. We have to be thinking about smart speakers, Google Nest and Alexa, yes, yes, whatever yes, they have yes. called. And, and um, you know, fridges that, that talk to you and let you watch video or listen while you're doing something. Yeah. You know, you talk about people being on their devices. We have to expand the concept of what those devices are. Because that, oh, I was listening to you on my fridge today. <laughs> you wouldn't expect <laughs> to hear that, would you? Elaine is unbelievable because, you know, I could be cooking my meal and w listening to this and maybe yeah. turning my head to watch the actual graphic if there was one, but I could be focused. And this is why I really love this phrase, reclaiming. We're busy. There's only 24 hours in the day and we really don't have time to sit on our computer and stare at a screen for big chunks of time. Mm -hmm. So if we have an Alexa speaker set up in the lounge room, we could be sort of vacuuming and, you know, we could be doing other things. Yeah. And so long goes on but we can still be learning and enjoying. And that's why I'm really excited about this particular stream or this particular theme that we're playing with. Yes. 
Yes. Um, I'd love one of you to jump in. Maybe, Doyle, you can share some <coughs> thoughts on this. In, in that particular uh, article, Tech Jury, they referred that uh, it's watching that live stream rather than, say, a previously recorded and uploaded uh, video. Yeah. And some of the other things that I'm hearing as well is that with live streaming, you can't, well, I hate the word fake it, but people are really there, authentically sharing. They're there in the moment and you really can get a sense of who they are. You know, and I think in that instance, live streaming is so good because you really can build a deeper level of engagement because you show up just as you. Would you agree that that's fair? Are you noticing that too? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, that that sort of gives you the inside look at at who this person is, right? And, and I think just to sort of uh, what Keith was talking about too is is we have to also look at the content, right? Mm -hmm. People are consuming content, but they're very specific about that type of content as well. So you need to be able to produce that content and sort of get inside the mind of of your audience and that sort of thing. But notwithstanding that, like it is, you do get an inside look. Like right now, you know, people watching are going, who is this Doyle guy, right? And what's mm -hmm. he mumbling, mumble and jumbling about? But that's really important because that sort of creates that connection that uh, you need to yeah. make with a lot of people. There's um, a study also done. Uh, the Google Zero Moment of Truth, and that basically says that we need to spend time with people and, and experiences online before we make a purchase. And it mm -hmm. comes down to about seven hours and 11 touch points and four channels and that sort of thing. So basically, the job of video is to get you in front of your audience to understand what it's for um, mm -hmm. and how to sort of convey that message as, as well for you. Because if you're not spending time in that position, people don't know you from, you know, a bar of soap. It's like, well, who is this guy? But, you know, is he saying something interesting? Is he something say, saying something rather that's relevant and that interests me? Okay, I might watch a little bit. If not, I'm out of here, right? We're one click away from our competitors. So we have to create that content that's really engaging, but it also sort of gives an inside look of what's going on and, and uh, what are these people like. So Yeah. One of the things that I notice, even from, um, say, a younger, the millennials, um, and even any age group, really. I mean, if you think of um, some of the TV shows that they're watching here, like Google Box, is it Google Box or Google Box or something? Google Box. Yeah. And it's people <laughs> watching TV and you're watching people watch TV. And before it came out, I thought, what a stupid show that is. My kids started watching it first, I was, and I happened to catch yeah. it out my you know corner of my eye. And before long, I was just sucked in because they were quite hilarious. These people watching TV. There are people that watch TV, what that watch people gaming that watch, and you would think, yeah. why would anyone do that? But it's a huge audience. Is that yeah. because? You know, the behind the scenes, we love that, don't we? We love to get an insight on what, what's happening. And the way why I'm asking this is I'd love for you to also share how can business owners incorporate some of the things that are working, say, for, the, for live streaming of gaming and things like that into business so that they can give a bit of a behind the scenes, but in obviously a, a professional way because obviously you're, you're, you're sharing your brand message and so forth. But what are some of the things that you're seeing working really well? Maybe we start with you, Elaine. And then Doyle, we can go with you, and then Keith, you can share too. Well, um, I'm I'm slightly older, most definitely not a millennial, and I have five grandkids. So there's an awful lot of YouTube happening all around me, and um, there there's a a guy who uh, un opens eggs. Okay, here in Canada, we have something called Kinder eggs. 
And there's a guy who, that's all he does, is open these little eggs and they have little toys you can put together. And it is bizarre to me how many people get sucked into watching this. All the kids, you know, know about all these little shows and they will watch it for hours on end. And for a business person, okay, when you think about that, things that you may not think is really exciting or really interesting to you, but the back end, the workings of your office, the people that are in the office, may be, you know, sitting down together with your group in the office and talking about how you put together maybe your, your month end or what it is that you do at the end of a year to look forward and set yourselves up for the next year. You know, this is a great time for people to do that for the next decade. Mm. You know, get everybody in the office together and make it something like people can watch you doing your work yeah. and watching the people that are around you because it's, it's a, again, another peek sort of into the soul because we, we learned early on in Hangouts many, many years ago that it takes about five to eight minutes for people to relax into themselves on video. Oh. And yeah, Keith, Keith will know this. Can I tell a quick little story? You can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of the most difficult individuals to bring into video is sitting right here in this room. <laughs> I, was, I was told that no, there's no way I am never going to do that. I don't need that. I don't have to be. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. The minute we got Keith in that first video, he was hooked. And that's a long, long time ago. <laughs> the rest is his. But the resistance was high, wasn't it? It was high. Yeah. It is. It is. It was off the charts. And that's a really good story to share because here I am with a webcam in, in my home office and I can do it. And I've had yeah. them. I was right, really high on the resistance scale. and oh, video. You can do it, Keith. You can yeah. do it. And anyone watching or listening today, it really is because there's a difference in uh, recording something, pre-recording it and being able to edit it out. And then live yeah. streaming so that, can you imagine, Keith, had we have live streaming when we started uh, with Blog Talk Radio, Career Success, you know, the Career Success Radio. There, I think there would probably be um, a little time to ease into that because I, I think I mentioned before the show started, I used to have a saying with audio podcasts, you never have a bad hair day. Women don't have to worry mm. about if their lippy is rubbed yeah. off. But now, of course, with streaming, you get to see everything. Um, but it's one of those things I say, no, if something does have a hiccup, it just shows that you're human and just get out there and share the message. Anyway, Dor, let's just move to you. How? What are some ways that we can leverage maybe either video or, or live streaming or both? What are you doing, mate, perhaps that's working really well or your clients? Um, I, I think it's a matter of getting in front of the camera too. And, and there obviously is a little bit of resistance. It doesn't matter if you, you know, have a good self-confidence and that sort of thing. It, it comes down to sort of making that decision that video is important which it is because again, we need to spend time with our audience. So people know, sort of need to get over themselves type thing. Um, it is important to get out there. Live is a little bit different. It does obviously take a little bit more um, 
thought and that sort of thing. But if you're planning ahead, it, it doesn't need to be sort of a, a big deal. Um, you know, you can lay out the show, you can have some show notes, you can talk a little bit, you can have your questions ready to go or whatever the case may be points that you want to talk about. So it really comes down to preparedness. So number one, we have to get over, you know, that fear of, of video. And even if it is sort of just um, a broadcast video or rather a recorded video, there still is that hesitation. And it's something that we kind of need to understand that. Why is that? Is that because I'm looking into a, you know, a little green light? type thing or is it because i know that somebody might be watching or nobody's watching you know so there's a lot of considerations but you can prepare you can plan for these as well and mm. i mean i've been doing podcasts for quite a number of years um, my first live was nowhere near what some of you have done but it was like uh, i think about three years ago mm. but it, it comes down to being prepared and you can sort of take that extra step it doesn't have to be totally raw kind of thing where oh you're just kind of on the fly and i think a lot of people sort of fall into that mm -hmm. trap that live has to be oh just spontaneous and i'm going with the flow and all this kind of stuff but you can plan them out and that's what i do i need that extra little bit of support so i've got some notes i got some mm -hmm. you know talking points that i might go through i might have like my introduction you know ready to go and and that i just kind of read it so it, it does take a lot of you know, understanding who you are as an individual, but also, you know, can you get that message out and what you need to do to prepare it? So as a business, again, it's very important where we have to stress that video is, is that key, one of these key ingredients to spend time with you. So there's ways of making it easier. It doesn't yeah, have to be yeah. so difficult and such a challenge. Yes. I love the way that you're, you've shared about being prepared because I think, and, and please, if someone's got um, the, the statistics, people will watch video for, is it like three seconds? So if you are umming and ahhing or you haven't quite yet provided what value someone is going to take away through watching and listening, then you may have lost their attention and they've, you know, they've, they've clicked through. It's a very short amount of time, isn't it? Yeah, it's. Let me just say one thing here. This is such a, a a womanly thing to say, but people have to understand. Okay, being prepared is really important, but there's something that people do on video because it's such a new format for people. Like, granted, I've been doing it for almost ten years, but it's still that's pretty new. Think about the people that are on your newscasts, the people that are on your television. Okay. They never get close to the lens and check their face or muck about with their hair. Or in some cases, men will start, you know, scratching their head or, or doing something bizarre. You have to think about how you're presenting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to that end, I have had people actually come on shows. In the background, there was a bed stuffed with laundry and not clean laundry. Now, granted, I'm in the moose capital of the world, obviously, in my office at the moment because we're ready. For Let's have a look at your mooses. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a, just a few here. There's a four-foot moose in the living room, but uh, we won't bring him in here. <laughs> I love that. You do. Yeah, you but mean, you don't need to be perfect too, right? And that, yeah. that's something to consider is that, yeah, broadcast TV, they have the makeup person and the hair person and the lighting person and the the posture person and all that kind of stuff. You don't have that, but that that's cool. It doesn't need to be perfect. Like we want an inside look at you and, and what you're talking about. Cause I think we're a little bit more forgiving on the other person as we are to ourselves yeah. where we're going, Oh, oh my God, my hair is out want, or, yeah. you know, what's my background like and, and that sort of thing. I mean, some of that is important cause I did yeah. have a live where, yeah, it was similar. It's like they're setting up in the beds in the background. It's like, yeah, yeah would you like to, 
let's reschedule yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, and, and just, just to add to that, I totally agree with you. It's okay. I always say that, you know, perfect does not exist or should not. If we were perfect, there'd be two humans, period, end of sentence. So that's not what we aim for. People want real, and, mm. and that's true. But there's nothing more distracting than you go on a video and somebody's so busy checking their own eyelashes or doing something with their hair, there's no way to get what it is that they're saying or showing. Yeah. Yeah, unless of unless course it's, it's a YouTube. Yeah, I was just going to say, then there's a lot of <laughs> that's that. Different. That's different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My daughter was just saying today, oh, she found another um, person who was cleaning out her cupboard. She goes, oh, mum, she's just inspired me to reorganise my cupboard. I said, how long did the video go? Oh, 30 minutes. I said, you watch someone clean their cupboard out for 30 minutes. That's what they do, you know, and it inspired her. We do. I think that's we love to peek into other people's – well, in that case, it was her closet because she was cleaning that out. Um, I love that. Keith, um, share a little bit about um, when you had your very first – was it a live or a video? Because I think many people are not going to even contemplate doing live because of their fear yeah. of getting live on it camera. Was, actually, I'm really glad you asked that because it was Elaine who introduced me to a really cool site called Zoom zoom.us now what zoom does is it allows you to pre-record the video in hd and get it all right and then send it somewhere now the the advantage is that you can do all of the prep and then send it in a format that you're happy with when you're ready the disadvantage is that you've got to do it you know, it, it takes like about an hour to send a file anywhere in Australia because our internet is so slow. So if you're not ready for video yet, live video, pre-record some video on your hard drive and have a look and get your lighting right and your you know background right and use Zoom to have a guest maybe. And when you're happy, then you can send it out and then you can gradually ease into it. This is exactly how I did it. And then live videos on Periscope and LinkedIn Live, et cetera, are just an extension of that idea. It's the same idea, except, and there's several major advantages to live video. We pushed Go at one minute past 10, and it's on the internet right now. As we're speaking, there's a link. You can click and you can watch it. So when I finish this video, I don't have to send it anywhere. I don't have to wait for an hour to send it to YouTube. It's already there. And the advantage of that is that, first of all, there's a lot less work for you. And second of all, the algorithms of all these sites love that and they give you preference. So if you're ready for live, if you're ready, there are significant advantages. And I'll tell you the biggest one, we can on this site, big hello to Bruno in Vancouver, who's just asked me what site am I using? I'm using a site called StreamYard, we're also based in Vancouver. So that's just the coolest thing. You need to have a, a, um, a coffee with those guys. Okay. So StreamYard allows us to send this file that we're recording right now to five places at one time. Mm -hmm. So you've gone from having something on your hard drive, which is perfect if that indeed exists, and then you've got to send it with whatever carrier you've got and however long that takes. Whereas now, as soon as this video is finished, I can watch it. It's, it's out there. It's already, it's already getting views right now. Mm. So it's, as, a, as a business owner, if talking about the value proposition for the business owner, 
the time differential is virtually zero. Okay, I've done it, it's done. If I don't want to do anything with it, it's there. If I do, and that's really my pain point, I want to, I want to edit it. I want to, I want to take, put little snippets on it. As Elaine said, I want to put, I want to put captions on it. And so one piece of video that goes for one hour could become 10 two-minute snippets on Twitter. It could be a couple of 10-minute videos on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. it, could, it goes around and it, and it pits and you've always got to be considering your, your client. What are they doing? Are they cooking? Are they mowing the lawn? Have they got two minutes? Are they jogging? Or are they just sitting on their computer watching people clean their closets? <laughs> now, Keith, you mentioned, do. yeah, they do. They do. Now, if you are an organiser, that would be a fantastic video to uh, to create for, for your audience. Now, Keith, you mentioned a couple of resources there. You mentioned Zoom. I'd love to, to, because sometimes what we do too is we think, well, I don't have the equipment, don't have much money to invest in a lot of equipment, but really we're, we're carrying a whole production studio, you know, around yeah. with us in our, our purse or our, our back pocket. So, Elaine, what are some of your favourite go-to tools or apps that you use? Oh my God, I use so many different tools. It's crazy. I will say though, just, just to add something to what Keith said, in actual fact, the very first video you did was a live stream because we were in Hangouts and Hangouts was the very first. It was live streamed via YouTube. Mm, and mm. so it was uploaded to your YouTube channel when you were done. You didn't have to do anything. Zoom was built on the same platform but you have the ability to edit, which can sometimes be really useful. Um, all of the, that to say, there are uh, little apps. There's an app called Loom, okay? Use Loom dot, I think it's could be CO. Uh, Anne-Marie, I can make sure that uh, people have that after the show. It's a fabulous little program that allows you to do video on the fly that you can use in your email so you can send little video notes to people. And it's absolutely fabulous. I was a beta tester for them. Um, I love it so much. I actually uh, bought into the app. I think it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. There's a lot of these apps out there. And for, for uh, Zoom, for, for this kind of uh, a live streaming that you want to use later, uh, I use Camtasia. I think it's phenomenal. It's not cheap. Um, it's you know it's a it's fairly sizable program. But the wonderful thing about TechSmith, who produces Camtasia, they have some really phenomenal tutorials so that people can learn how to quickly do some editing that's actually really decent. And there are all kinds of little programs out there. I use something called Videos. V i d d Y-O-Z-E, and something else called Clipio, K-L-I-P-P-O, or P-P-Y-O. And those two give you incredible snippets that you can use for your intros and your outros and uh, things you can superimpose on your videos. So things come out really cool if you want to do some really funky stuff for uh, repurposing all of your videos. I'm going to stop talking because, you know me, I'll go on forever. <laughs> I have a million. I love them. those. And, and, you know, it's one of those things. People will either hear something, they'll go and check it out and say, you know what, that really fits with me. What about you, Doyle? Are there some certain go-tos that you have? 
Yeah, I think um, it's kind of highlighted by the fact that it does, you kind of want to reduce your time involved in producing videos and, and you really have those tools now to be able to do that. I, I found that it's probably about half, right? Doing a live takes about half or, or even more or less amount of work to actually produce it as well. So there's no post-production. There's, you know, it's there, it's ready to go type thing. You can obviously uh, edit it as well. So just looking at the time investment and then we produced a video. So what do we do with it? Well, it sits on Facebook, it sits on, you know, StreamYard or LinkedIn or whatever the case may be. So there's a fantastic tool called uh, repurpose.io. It's actually um, developed by a fellow just outside of Toronto Hany Mura, and uh, he's been on my show a couple of times, but it, it's a fantastic tool because it'll actually take a feed from Facebook, for example, and automate some of those um, uh, features. So it'll rebroadcast it on other channels. It can actually take some snippets and be able to um, uh, broadcast them on other channels as well. It's able to convert it into an audio. It's able to, you know, um, there's there's quite a number of features that you can actually use but the point is is that it it's able to repurpose your content so just because you did a video once doesn't mean that everybody in your entire audience has watched it or listened to it or whatever the case may be so use something that actually helps and leverage the fact that hey you've got you have you know whatever 20 hours of video assets because as i spoke of earlier you need like about seven seven hours before somebody kind of wants to do business with you so it's a fantastic asset, but you have to use it and you have to, you know, talk about it and continue to use it. It's not just something that you do and you put on your shelf um, kind of thing. It's something that, hey, this is important and put it into, you know, a library or re again, repurpose it so that you're actually using it and leveraging it down the road as well, not just a one off. Yeah, mm -hmm. fantastic. Fantastic. Keith, I know that you do a lot of editing and cutting up and, and different time slots. I mean, you've got, you know, the 30 mm -hmm. seconds, you know, a minute and, and longer. What's the tools that you yeah. use? Well, I, I want to pick up on what Doyle just said. And the key phrase there is repurposing just to think that there's an app that does that is just the coolest thing. That's my homework today. I'm going to go and check out that app, repurpose.io. That's the coolest yeah. thing I've heard of it all year. We're just about <laughs> ready to click. It might even be the coolest thing all day. <laughs> but um, the, the idea of repurposing is so important because the challenge with live streaming, the tendency, and I've seen this done, the tendency is, hey, I was on a live stream. Good, that'll just sit there. That'll just sort of go out. And you, know, and you don't do anything with it. So I use a site called Filmora, F-I-L-M-O-R-A. Unbelievable site, my favourite site, absolutely my favourite site. And it's very, very similar to iMovie because I'm a PC person. So if you're on, if you're on a, if you've got a Mac, then you can just use iMovie. It's a great site. Most people that use that are getting great results with that. But Filmora is this sort of uh, agnostic site that works on both. And it's really simple to use and it's really cost effective. And I have found that I'm pl playing around with a lot of different things because I'm the Twitter dude and you can only have two minutes on Twitter. I've got really, really good at taking a snippet and just taking the essence of the, uh, of the idea and then putting it on as a tweet and then putting the link, which I'll do later today and I'll show you those. So you've got the highlights reel, if you like, and then you've got, well, look, if you want to know more, go in for the deeper dive. But what I've actually found, to your point, talking about video in general, is that if you're really not into face-to-camera videos, and it took me a long time to get used to this, I've actually found that 20-second videos, 20 seconds, 
or the little graphic or a little funky uh, Christmas song because we've got a Christmas party coming up or a little bit of music with a, with a, some sort of funky gif. You know, I think they go really, really well because, you know, we, we want to be entertained. You know, a lot of us have very few minutes in the day spare and unless we want to learn something while we're cooking or mowing the lawn, we just want to grab it quickly while we're getting a coffee and we want to be entertained and juiced up. And so I, often I find these 20 second videos go disproportionately well. I would never guess that except that I was been experimenting. And the great thing about this on Twitter, this is a very major hack that you can try today. If your videos are less than 60 seconds, they will loop, which means they just keep going. And, and in a world where there's 9,000 tweets a day and lots of people doing lots of things, this is just one little trick to stand out. Make your, your videos less than 60 seconds, put a footer and a header and a footer on, and they'll just keep going. And if they miss them the first time around, they'll pick them up again. Mm. And uh, it's a really important hack because I've had thousands of views just on that one idea because we're, you know, we want to stand out. That's my job. As you know, I'm an amplifier. I want to make sure that people get your stuff. If you're going to go to the trouble of doing a video, I want to see that the most people that possible can see it so that they know how awesome you are and that you get those seven touch points and they get to see your face and say, actually, this person is really, really cool. Let's, let's ring him. Yeah, yeah. Great. I love that. Love all of those resources. So, you know, for those people. Now, by the way, we've got a little bit of time. Uh, so if you've been listening or watching, and even if we've finished the show, if there's a question, please feel free to add that. And I'm sure all of our guests will pop on back. But if you are live here and you do have a question, uh, particularly if you're on Facebook, I know that that comes through and also on Twitter. Just leave a comment there. I'll see it and I'll bring it up on screen and then we'll get one of our guests to be able to answer that. I think LinkedIn, unfortunately, we can't see, but we'll certainly go back and uh, see any of your comments. What? Yeah, sorry, Doyle, yes. Uh, well, I was going to ask, what is the deal with LinkedIn Live in Australia? <laughs> I don't know. How many people yeah, have it? Like it's very, it's, it's like a handful of people and I know they're trying to unroll it and that sort of thing. Yes. I've put in three requests so far and I'm still not on live and yet you I've got a, a show on. Three, can't you? Because you waited for months. You were like, you want me stomping. Oh, I, me. I want LinkedIn live. I want LinkedIn live. I want LinkedIn live. Who was that, Doyle or me? Because I think I did a better couple of times. able to do LinkedIn lives. <laughs> 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 Oh, That's funny. Yeah, it is. It, it is one of those things, sadly. It is just getting rolled out really, really yeah. slowly. Um, but we'll, we'll just keep thinking about you, Doyle, and the, the moment you go live, we'll know that you'll be screaming out Yahoo. So, yeah, if someone's got a question or a comment, can I record Keith, or can, I'll have Keith's intro. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the video that he just did. <laughs> I love it, love it. There you go. Let's loop that. Let's cut that to to ten second video and loop it. Hey, by the way, is there there is a special app or something that you can create gifs? Does anyone know what that is? A giphy or something? Oh, yeah. Giphy's yeah. yeah, a program. It's not just that. It's a program, yeah. Okay, it's a program. Okay. Now, yeah. something that I did yesterday, and I'd loved your your feedback on some of the things that you're doing well, because, I mean, obviously we're talking about video, we're talking about live streaming, which is a method of, of getting our content out there. But one of the things that I've noticed, you know, I've been doing some live streams across all of my platforms, but yesterday I thought, you know what, I'm going to just do one, because I have a Wednesday wisdom training, but I kept that w within a group, one of my groups groups 
And I found that the engagement, keeping it in that group, because I was able to speak then into that group and spend a bit more time, was a lot higher than previous times where I have just streamed into that group. And I'm sharing that because sometimes someone may go and do video or live streaming and say, well, it's not working for me. But what we're talking about needs to be tweaked to your audience. You need to know your audience. You need to try these things to see what works for your audience. So I really love to ask, maybe we'll start with you, Elaine. Are there things that you've done or, or maybe your clients are doing that you're seeing working really well that other people may not be doing or maybe only just starting to be done? Um, something that, that I've had clients do for a long time is really make a point of working in their groups because especially on Facebook, if you have a good group that is engaged by doing videos and making them um, consistent. So if you do video once a week or you do video twice or three times a week, make sure there's a consistent time so that people can either prep for it or know to come back to it. And you will actually up the engagement. It's incredible the amount of engagement um, one of my clients, uh, they, there's a group called Women on Purpose. Sorry, guys, it's for women. But uh, the engagement is off the chain because everybody wants to pay attention to what's going on. And she's done it so well over time with such consistent video that it just goes on and on. The engagement's just incredible. Yeah. And it really um, proves, doesn't it, start and keep doing it. Maybe tweak some of the yeah. content, but often we give up too soon, don't we? Just as we're about to reach the the peak when, when things really start to build that momentum. Yeah. Doyle, are there things that you're doing perhaps or that clients are doing that are working well? I think the main thing is, yeah, be consistent and just get out there and practice or consider every video that you do like a, a practice session because you'll actually go through you know sometimes i find an old youtube video that i did and it's like what what was i thinking um but it's it's more so just getting out there and finding out who you are but you have to do it consistently as well don't give up if you know not many people are watching because the, Think of it as, as great practice time. And one of the things that I've done is, is sort of join in as part of, it's actually a group out of um, uh, Canada called Headspace TV. And we kind of all broadcast a show every week, right? So you've got that camaraderie of, of everybody producing a show and everybody sort of, you know, having guests and, you know, guests amongst ourselves and that sort of thing. So it's a really great way to sort of get out there, find your tribe that it's about, yes, me producing content, but it's also about sort of that community of, you know, content producers as well. So if we're working together, we can find our tribe, we can, you know, produce what, what we want. And then again, making sure that you use this down the road so it's not just a one-off that you're able to repurpose it to, to help. Um, the business as well so yeah yeah one of the things that we see Gary V doing really well or his team is they take snippets and then they provide more content around that because obviously you've got to provide context but you know there may be previous videos that you've done that you can go even deeper but you can also pull in that previous footage and be able to cut in into that and and use um, images I think now it really is to up to our creativity, isn't it? Um, Joel, you mentioned about um, a community of, of people. That's one of the things that I really enjoy as a podcast host. I mean, now we've got three awesome people. Um, I've known Elaine for many years, Keith as well, I've, you know, one of my good friends, and we often circle around and, and, and come up with these ideas and creating again. So I'm, I'm, the, 
<clears throat> I'm the new guy then. You're the new guy. But what I love about what you've said, and it's so true, and I see this amongst some of the video, what you would call the vloggers, they are creating yeah. really solid communities. And I love it because within that group, there's no competition. They invite each other on each other's show. They have a heck of a lot of fun because someone owns a, 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 um, a helicopter. I'm thinking, man, I need to find a friend who's got a helicopter. But So if you know anyone, let me know because I need to go flying. <laughs> but but that's that community, isn't it? And they're sharing content. They're sharing community. And, and I mentioned this. I don't know who said this, so I can't credit it. Collaboration is the new competition where we combine mm. forces. Yeah. Who wants to share yeah. something on that? Yeah, and that that's really important. Like find your tribe and your community as well. So it's not just about you finding your your specific audience, but find the people that enjoy this. So this group here, like it's fantastic. Um, I really appreciate being invited as well. And I want to thank you for that, Anne Marie and, and Keith as well. Keith's doing some amazing job in, in yeah. terms of getting up. We've been testing out this new platform as well. Actually, you've been there too, Anne-Marie, remo.co, I think it is. Is that the, the right yeah. one? Yeah. But anyway, that, that's kind of the next level of, of how do we actually collaborate and how do we sort of create that community, which is, is really important. So find you know your audience, but also find people who are interested in the same things as you. Like I said, like Headspace TV, uh, Be Live, <clears throat> the other platform that I use, that... Um, community is really quite good and you know uh whether it's testing the new software or just sharing the videos as well like that's that's what you can do it's not all just about sell 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 it's hey what else is there and who else you know can we collaborate with or talk with or whatever uh to build your profile so it's all really important it's not just you talking to your audience it's mm. how do you actually create that community of, of collaboration so. yeah and i think okay. you know often when people um feel that they have to sell which we know absolutely not often when you're providing real value and it's making an impact people will often reach out to you and say hey i love what you're sharing I need to know more. How can I work with you? And, you know, when you go with that mindset is I am just going to share and, 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 you know, what I've learned, I think that often happens. Keith, um, talk a little bit about, because you're all about collaboration too. I mean, you've, you've um, become involved in a number of, of, of those partnerships. What would be something that you would say if someone's considering, I mean, obviously Dawes said find like-minded people, um, but because you, you are a supporter, so you support and you're an amplifier. If someone resonates with that, what are some of the things that you do that you can share that would help them if they're the people that would like to go out and find other community, like-minded communities? The thing that I want to really explore is that really there's two ways to approach any networking event or any piece of content. Firstly, as most people think, you're just simply selling to a potential client. You know, that's one track. And, of course, that's what we've all been taught. But the very, I think the more powerful idea is if you can find a JV partner who completes you. Like I'm a dude, I live in Melbourne, I can do some things, but I can't do all things. So if I, for instance, this live stream here, which is on StreamYard and being run by Anne-Marie, you know, she's now sending that to her Facebook page, her LinkedIn page, her YouTube account, her Twitter account her Periscope account, and so she's now introducing me to all of her people. Now, I could have done all of that myself and been sort of insular, but it's a lot, first of all, it's a lonely road, and second of all, it's much, much more fun 
to have Doyle calling in at seven in the morning and, yeah. you know, Elaine calling in at six at night and for us to be 10 o'clock in the middle and comfy, comfy time. You know, it's really, really cool to be able to, to sort of search the planet and say, look, we've got it. We've got something going on here. Can we be part of it? And suddenly there's four voices mm. adding really strong weight to uh, a, a discussion that's really bubbling up at the, at the beginning of a new century, at the beginning of a new decade. Let me get that right. At the beginning of a new decade and a pretty important one, 2020, we're heading into a really techie time. And now we've got world, world little thought leaders on our podcast. They're my friends. Oh, I know people. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm still waiting for my flying car, though, Keith. So I'm a <laughs> bit disappointed. Well, you're going to have that actually from the airport. You can get to the airport and do <laughs> okay. the for $86 in, a, in an electric flying Uber. Starts in January. So it's true. It's going to happen. An electric flying Uber. I mean, this is going to go away. Does it have video? Can we can we watch video from this electric flying Uber? I don't know. It's a transport device. But um, what I'm yeah. what I'm really saying there is that, and we've known this, Emery. We've been to networking events where the networking event was all about, mate. You are the client, and I'm the provider, and it's a one way flow. I don't care what you're doing. I don't give a shit what you're about. I want you to buy my stuff. Yeah. And ROI, and it's a very important word. ROI for some people is money in the bank. Great, that's one form of ROI. I think the better form of ROI is what can we do together? What's the famous phrase? If you want to go fast, go on your own. If you want to go far, go in a group. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Look at look at what we're going to be able to do in a group of four people in various parts of the planet. Imagine how we've amplified our own reach simply by reaching out to people that, you know, we're helping each other, aren't we? Yeah. I think that's the better model of the world that I'd I'd like to start sort of becoming a trend. Yeah, if it is and it also would be very helpful too to have those participating voices if you are a little bit hesitant about going on your own because it's a lot different than having to asking a question and then letting it three amazing people answer than you having to sh to fill a whole thirty minutes or a whole you know fifty sixty minutes worth of content. Plus, I think we're always learning and, and growing and we can certainly share that so a way to collaborate as Keith and, and Doyle and Elaine you've said collaborate and create live streams that way so that uh, and you don't have to be a rocket science I mean StreamYard we're using now it's quite a simple I would say very simple uh, to use it's just a click of a button clicking buttons it's like anything when you know what <laughs> buttons to click anything's easy but it really is it really is it's just a matter of well, the, having there you go if you can click a click a button and you can talk you can do a yeah, video show right. so exactly. bring in other people yeah 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 now i know we're um just about at the top of the hour so what i'd love um for you to do elaine is just to share with people as we're finishing up what would be one last tip that you would share and then what we'll do is we'll go around the group and let people know how you can connect um with each other too so what would be your final tip about video okay. or about live streaming well, it's about video and live streaming. It, it's even more general than that. Everybody who knows me knows my thing is integration and optimization. <laughs> so wherever you do video or live streaming, whatever you do, make sure it can be tracked back to you. And by that, I mean optimize it so that, you know, your name's all over it, your company's all over it. And when the search engines help you in putting that out there for you, 
they will also be able to realize that A, it's relevant, B, it's quality, and C, this business, this person cares about what they've put out because they've taken the time to identify everything, to make sure it's well-named, it's well-optimized, and it's all integrated so that it can go all through the digital world helping whomever. Fantastic. I love that. And Doyle, what would be your one last insight? I would say you need to just go out and do it. So you might not necessarily want to do a live to start, but you know what? As I said earlier, get over yourself, just do it. Making sure that it's part of a clear strategy. And that's sort of where I'm coming from. I'm always talking digital strategy. So it's a matter of how does that actually, how does this piece of video fit in with, you know, your entire platforms, your assets, your ecosystem. So get out and do it but also make sure that it fits with that message that you're trying to deliver. Yeah, fantastic. And Keith, what would be your last insight? I really want to encourage you to repurpose things. I want I want you to, first of all, get, get comfortable. There's plenty of time. There's no FOMO. I don't believe in FOMO. Just do it. And if you're not ready, take your time. But when you're ready and when you're doing it, repurpose it. Cut it up into little snippets. Send it to LinkedIn as well. Send it to your friends. Get them to send it out. Let's multiply the message. Actually, that's great. I'm going to go and grab that hashtag. Multiply the message. I just made that up. Yeah, love that. Love You're that. a genius, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm doing now is I'm sharing the screen here with uh, your book, Doyle. I know that you've got to go soon at the top of the hour. You've got another meeting. So this is obviously your website, which is uh, Breakthrough. Let me just show Breakthrough.digital. This is your book. Just share um, what's the best way for people to get uh, to get to know you. Is that the best web website? What other platforms can they connect with you on, Doyle? Yeah, on LinkedIn as well. So just search. I'm the only Doyle Bueller in the world. So uh, if you get the spelling right, I'll kind of pop up there. And yeah, please introduce yourself. Would love to connect with you on LinkedIn and obviously everywhere else at Doyle Bueller, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So all good to go. So yeah, fantastic. Good, good, good. So if you've got to um, dash off, then by all means, please feel free to go and do that. All right. No, and thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Ah, look, my Take pleasure. Care. My pleasure. So Elaine, let me just um, go and share yours if I can find that. Um, but while I'm searching for that, what is the best way for people to connect with you? Well, I am Truel Social most places, and you can find me on pretty much every single platform. Um, I've been doing this for a while. And yes, as you can see, you'll also notice that my hair changes color. <laughs> That's with um, two good friends. That picture was taken in Victoria at social media camp. Uh, just in May this year with uh, Mari and my good friend Fiona, who is from New Zealand. And Mari and I, well, I'm Scottish-Canadian and she's Canadian-Scottish. So wow. that's our little connection there. Fantastic. Anyway, I'm really easy to track down. You can put in Elaine Lindsay anywhere, connect with me on LinkedIn, you can connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I literally am all over the place. I'm the the older lady who thinks like a millennial. <laughs> love that, love that. And um, let me find Keith. I will, um, there's a couple of screens that you need to do this. So let me go and find yours, Keith. 
I think you're doing amazing. I think it's, I, I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm trying all these new things. You know, it's one of those yeah. things that you get used to something, you just keep trying it. So here we go. There's you, Keith, <laughs> the Twitter marketing mm-hmm. dude. There you go. Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've just decided that I'm, I'm just going to do Twitter. That's it. That's all I do. And I'm just, I'm, do, I'm drilling down deep. You can find me on Twitter at Keith Keller and uh, keithkeller.com.au. Unlike Doyle, I'm not the only Keith Keller in the world. In fact, there's 175 other Keith Kellers on LinkedIn. Uh, so I had to add the AU, keithkeller.com.au. But, you know, I, all I do is Twitter. So if you're into Twitter, then I, I can help you. And if you want to know about anything else, I just I probably know the person that's doing that because that's my brand. I, I spend most of my time sharing information for others because I just find it so satisfying. And it, it, it all comes back to you, doesn't it? Mm, it does. It does. Well, look, thank you both for uh, coming on. Of course, Doyle has had to go. Um, this conversation, we've only just gotten started. So if someone's watching or listening to the show after we've gone live, please reach out to all our guest experts or leave a comment on the platform that you are watching it from. And I'll certainly circle around and tag our guests if you're asking a specific question from then. Other than that, guys, loved our conversation. It really is just get out there, start streaming, start recording videos, do different snippet links, try it out, what's working for your community and continue Mm. to uh, build momentum in what you know is valuable and is working for your community. So once again, thanks very much, guys. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Want to learn how to leverage your expertise, monetize your message, while become known as an authority in your field? Access our free industry thought leader podcast series to show you how at www.annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series. That's annemariecross.com forward slash podcast series.